Tone Deaf is the journey of a theater nerd, bringing musicals into the life of their musically challenged spouse. This show is rated explicit for mature content and strong language. I'm sorry for me. Spoilers are in every episode, so if you haven't seen the show we are reviewing, you can always check back in later with us. We'll be here when you get back. Welcome to Tone Deaf, a theater nerd's guide for their musically challenged spouse. I'm Kay, a musical theater nerd. And I'm Warren, I'm musically challenged! Ah! You're way too excited for this one. Just trying to balance it up from your continuous negativity. I hate this movie. And I've never seen it! Woo! Everyone hates this movie. I do not know a single person who likes this one. Did you hurt your throat? No, I was just, I put my hand here because I was going to say, I'm part of everyone and I haven't seen it. So I cannot weigh in. You saw a still image from it and your reaction was, what in the hell is this horrible thing? So, yeah. True. True. Yeah. True. No, this one, this one is, this is the worst <laughs> or at least the second worst, if not the worst, Land Before Time movie. If you say that you like this one, I'm sorry, I think you're lying to yourself. <laughs> because I I really struggle to find much about this one to redeem itself with. Because the message is not well done. The designs of the let's teach little foot a lesson characters are really just no um this is probably one of the worst things that we get with daddy tops like this is just the only good thing about this movie is we get a little bit of sarah character development with a character that gets introduced oh it is a recurring character this is the one where Sarah gets a stepmom. Yes, this is the one where Sarah gets a stepmom, and that's literally the only good thing about this one. I'm gonna say because this is this one is uh, Invasion of the Tiny Sauruses. Yes, this so it's is another. It's another immigrants are bad, but this time they're tiny. It's I fucking hate this one, <laughs> and I will say that our introduction to this one is going to be shorter because I could not find much from this one. And I don't want to sit there and read you all of the negative reviews on IMDb because I did not see positive reviews of this one. And I have found positive reviews of every other <laughs> Land Before Time movie. <laughs> this one and Wisdom of Friendship, which is number uh, 13, are the two that I cannot find good reviews for. So this whole series has been like a roller coaster, ups and downs, ups mm -hmm. and downs, and 10 was pretty good, so it was one of those going up much higher, and now it's going to go, yeah. and hopefully it puts us into a loop-de-loop -loop and we go back up into something good with 12. 12 is okay, and we'll get into why I'm okay with 12 <laughs> when we cover it, but Land Before Time, 
11, Invasion of the Tiny Sauruses. It was released January 11th, 2005. It had, it's one of the few that wasn't released in December. And I think that because they knew that no parent would put this in a stocking. <laughs> no parent would put this in a stocking. And this one, unfortunately, is one that I watched of my own volition. Because by 2005, let's see, January of 2005, I was a junior in high school. So I watched this one of my own volition. It wasn't like I got this for Christmas or anything. This was, I made the choice. <laughs> Because I was like, you know, it can't be too bad. There's no way. The last one upset me, but I could see some merits in it. There's <laughs> no way that this one can, this one's bad. And it has no business having both Cree Summer and Michael Clark Duncan in this. Uh, I know I should know who both those people are, and they both sound familiar, but I can't. Cree put... Summer was Susie and uh, Foxy Brown. Okay, so I recognize the voice. Yes. No and idea what they look like. Michael Clark Duncan was in The Green Mile. He was, oh, yeah. that's right. I was so sad when he died. Yeah. And, like, I, I really am sitting here like, they deserved a better Land Before Time movie to put them in. <laughs> they really did. And why is it that we get black voice actors in the lowest tier of the movies? I... Uh, I could give you my opinion, but I'm but I've already given this same opinion before that sometimes they're just like, well, we got to we'll put them in this stuff and then when it sucks, we'll be like, see, we can't have black people. Mm -hmm. Black people mm -hmm. make it bad. I just I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Cuz the other most worst one is the one that has Cuba Gooding Jr. in it, which I know we talked about that a little bit cuz I'm pretty sure I have seen either part of that or snippets of it and, and it's bad it is bad it it makes <laughs> me so angry i remember i think what i remember from that one was that he was like the jar jar binks of the land before time series Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And that one also has sandra O oh in it and so uh she is from gray's anatomy which you've never watched true um but I just, I, I get so frustrated. So Universal Pictures, you already lost your chance with Michael Clark Duncan because he's gone. But please, if you're going to do another Land Before Time movie, put Cree Summer in a good one. Have the Rainbow Faces come back and have her be their superior. Because I, I know that the original Rainbow Face voice actors are also dead now, but you brought back other characters after their voice actors died. So bring them back. No, I just Come on! No, I just realized that they... Because of the way animation trends have gone, know what they're probably going to start doing if they do do any more Land Before Time ones? It's going to be shitty CGI. So, I would say that, but the 14th movie came out as the traditional looking. Like, it's still done on computer, but it's 2D. And that one was 2016. So, so I mean, it, that's that's when that trend was at its worst, I feel, because that's when we had that really shitty Wizard of Oz movie when we had that I didn't finish. <laughs> I finished the 14th Land Before Time. And Kay's a huge, for those of you who may not know, Kay is a huge Oz head. I I love the Oz stories, and that's why I was so angry 
I was so mad I couldn't finish that one, but we're know. not talking about that. We've had potential dark future uh, implications that there will be Land Before Time 25. I imagine that it's going to get worse, and uh, one way I could see it getting worse is bad uh, CGI Universal, animation. don't you dare. Don't you fucking <laughs> dare. Excuse me, but the chart says... Fuck the charts. But our marketing team says. Fuck the marketing team. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is going to be the last time that we get any reproductions at all of James Horner's score by Michael Tevera. So um, he's not fucking? Jesus Christ. Um, th- This is because, you know, we start getting gaps in the movies, uh... The next one will be 2006, but after that, there's going to be a bit of a stretch of time before we get another Land Before Time movie. And we also end up losing James Horner in 2015. Uh, If I remember right, it was a plane crash. And you may remember that that was one of the many times I got upset when a childhood icon died was when James Horner died. Because I was like, no, one of my favorite composers. Um, but, uh, this is also going to be the last Land Before Time movie that was released in full screen. The rest will be in glorious widescreen. Too bad they are not glorious. (laughs) This got a 49% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is generous. (laughs) It is, it is one of the worst rated of them. So was the 49% the critic or the audience? There is no critic score. (laughs) In fact... After a point, there are no critic scores on these. It is all audience <laughs> scores. And I I think that this should be rated lower. I do agree with the score for uh, Wisdom of Friendship, which we'll talk about when we get to it. I think that this should have been closer to that score. But that's because, again, I just, I really hate this one. It's bad. It is so bad. Also, Daddy Tops is at his worst in this one, and well, like, I mean, it's another immigrants-focused story, so he's going to be extra oh, hating on the immigrants. It's just, it is so fucked up. This one gets pretty fucking problematic. Does he like, like to stomp tiny immigrants? We'll we'll get to it, but it's this is the most fucked up one. I feel, <laughs> I feel like because Wisdom of Friendship is. Wisdom of Friendship is a little white savory, but I feel like that one does teach a better lesson because Littlefoot ends up being the one who has to learn that he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. This one, I just, I do not, ha- I do not see any merit in this fucking mood. I hate this one. And also, <laughs> I love when you get passionate. Uh. <laughs> We're going to get into the thing that I hate the most, because I know what you're asking. What the fuck are tiny sauruses? I imagine that they're going to be like compies, or it's going to be even dumber, and they're like versions of the normal dinosaurs, but just, it's like like it's a, I don't know, like tiny versions of all the same dinosaurs that live like like Fraggle Rock type of thing, but with <laughs> shitty tiny dinosaurs. Fraggle Rock would have been better. 
Um, in in this movie, there are going to be super tiny sauropods that almost look like the same species as Littlefoot. To our knowledge, there were no miniature brontopatosauruses. What? So instead, instead of going the route of using actual tiny dinosaurs that lived, they make up dinosaurs that didn't exist for the purposes of what exactly? Sort of. Because there is a diminutive sauropodomorph that the wikis think these guys may be. Which if so, science marched on hard and even at the time they knew that it wouldn't have they wouldn't have been this size as adults. Cause when you're saying tiny sources, I'm imagining like 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 really small. Like Yeah. Not- like, they are tiny. Like, they are itty-bitties. And it, it, the dinosaur that they list them as in all the wikis is Mosaurus, which means mouse <laughs> lizard. Mosaurus sounds a lot like Magan! Uh, yeah, or maybe it's Mosaurus. Either way, uh, in... The 70s, paleontologist Jose Bonaparte was excavating in the Laguna, Colorado formation in Argentina and found very tiny sauropodomorph fossils. How tiny, you ask? Minus the tail, they were six inches long. The longest was over 14 inches long. And even more so, they were all found in nests around eggs because they were fucking babies. See, that's what I was going to ask. And also, when you were giving inch size, I was going to try and make a penis joke, but all I could really form was just the tip. Uh, so I'm disappointed. Disappointed in myself. But oh my yeah. god! I mean, yeah. it sounds like a baby. Like when they're talking about the sizes, I'm like, maybe they were just babies. Yeah. I mean, the the the, the key to a sauropod is that they're huge and they get huge. So if you find tiny ones, unless it's on like an island somewhere that's completely removed and it has its own divergent evolution and its own ecosystem Mm -hmm. where they could like but what was the one because there was a situation like hot seg island yeah yeah Yeah. but they were not tiny they were smaller yeah they they weren't this size then they theorize they're like the size of a horse about yeah yeah. about that size which like with these they are not full-on sauropods these are triassic dinosaurs so um they're going to look closer to Platyosaurus than they are to Apatosaurus. Um, And the thing is, is that they knew that these were babies. And they knew that the adults had to be bigger. And the estimate at the time was about uh, 10 feet long. And that was the estimate up until 2013, because all they had to go off on for this dinosaur were juveniles and hatchlings. That's why it's Mosaurus, which is mouse lizard. And um, they did find that these baby dinosaurs walked on all fours, but a study done by Laura Gagel uh, called No Baby Dinosaur, or No, That Baby Dinosaur Didn't Crawl, but it did walk on four legs as an infant. It determined that their stance went from quadrupedal to bipedal when they reached adulthood. Hmm. And when they reached adulthood... In this movie, they have the adults being tiny as well. And being that same size as the 
what's that bird that the babies hatch and they're like almost this full size as adults? Puffins. Is it puffins? Mm-hmm. So it's it's a puffin situation. It's a kind puffin of, but situation. But even smaller. Yeah, and with with baby puffins, it's kind of like they they hatch and they're big, and I guess kiwis too, because kiwi eggs are like the size of the mother. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, and, the mom needs a hot bath and a glass of wine after laying one of those. Yeah, and so it's, I can see that, but that's not how it was. And you would you would definitely be able to infer that from the species and stuff. Uh, and in, in real life, these adults would have been, after they found fossils of the adults, they would have been about 20 feet long and weighed over 2200 pounds so they still would have been sizable dinosaurs i've got an image up here from prehistoric wildlife see and i wanted to comment on that image because it's this you know it's a pretty standard uh size chart where you have the outline of a human the outline of a dinosaur um so you can see the size comparison i assume that's a typical six foot tall person yeah Uh, when i'm looking at that outline of the dinosaur the posture between the forelimbs and the rear limbs the hind limbs um it implies that they would probably walk around on all four as a resting posture, but as yeah. soon as they needed to book it, yeah. they would move up onto all it, four. It's like a hadrosaur, or like like uh, Platyosaurus was more uh, upright than these guys would have been. Their limbs but... don't remind me of sauropod limbs, though. Like, no. it, it reminds me more of something like a gallimimid. Yeah, and that's kind of what your sauropod or your sauropodomorphs the earlier sauropods would have looked like is uh very because earlier on dinosaurs just kind of all look the same a bit like you'll have they're mostly bipedal uh, like uh the walking on two legs sometimes dropping down onto four and it's only until uh towards the end of the triassic start of the jurassic that you start getting your dinosaurs that walk on all fours and even when they're walking on all fours you can tell where the arm is and yeah because the, the front limbs look very they look more arm like yeah, than the rear limbs yeah and so it's it's very it, it's it it really bothers me and it's actually a thing that i have kind of an issue with on some of the anatomy of the dinosaurs in land before time that's bothered me more this watch through than any other watch through is that your sauropods they don't have the four uh, or they don't have like the toes like you see little foot have they have elephant feet a lot of the times well it's almost like a hoof i guess that's true and then just one thumb claw and the rest is kind of like covered with a fleshy pad and that's the same with your hadrosaurs your hadrosaurs have hooves basically they're just it's the best way to describe what their feet do so you may have told me this before but i can't remember because of my brain uh does available scientific research show that dinosaurs were all initially theropod like before moving to Mm. other types because you're you're talking so the dinosaurs that people think of and we're still finding more triassic species are if you want to think about platyosaurus eoraptor herrerasaurus um but they're they're more theropod like uh eoraptor and herrerasaurus are but eoraptor if i remember right is one that they're starting to wonder 
which side of the branch it actually is on. Hmm. Because, again, when it's this early on, they all have kind of the same body type. Just some start going more towards eating plants, whereas others go more towards a hunting lifestyle. Yeah, they haven't derived enough. And it's not until the Triassic-Jurassic extinction that you get just this explosion in dinosaur types because all of the niches need to be filled again. Hmm. And dinosaurs were the most successful because of their body type and because of their body plans. And it's one of those things that, uh, because of some of the studies that uh, we've talked about a little bit before, where the whole, oh, it was volcanism that really killed the dinosaurs. They were already on their way on their way out. Um, they've kind of gone away from that a little bit in recent years because they started seeing that, no, actually volcanism was leading to them diversifying some more. And if it hadn't have been for the comet, we probably wouldn't be here. It's a situation of like both contribute, like it did contribute, but it wasn't enough to, to destroy Mm -hmm. them. It was compounded factors that resulted in their, their final extinction. Yeah. If it had just been volcanization, dinosaurs would have just adapted around it like there there would have been mass death but those that survived would have filled mm -hmm. in the gaps yeah you wouldn't have had the extinction of your very large charismatic megafauna because volcanism doesn't always like when you have volcanism yeah it does cause some issues with pumping out noxious gases but it also makes the land more fertile for plants to grow in and so your plant-eating dinosaurs would get a new niche to... I just want you to know that when you said charismatic megafauna, I just pictured, <laughs> like, a large sauropod, but with, like, a really handsome face and perfect <laughs> hair and just, like, this smirk because they know that they're charismatic. I mean, that's that's my favorite term, is the the description of the animals that everybody loves. Like, in the Pleistocene and in... Uh, would would T-Rex be considered a charismatic yes, megafauna? Yes, T-Rex is charismatic megafauna. It's Just because it's very popular? Yeah, it's very popular and it's megafauna. It's big fucking animals. <laughs> <laughs> big it's kind of like in... Animals. In, uh, in the U.S., the only real charismatic megafauna we have are bears, wolves, cougars, moose, and yeah, elk. And elk. That's it. But in... Africa, you have like giraffes, you have lions, you have leopards, you have hippos, you have buffalo, you have, they have more charismatic megafauna than we do. And uh, mammoths would have been considered charismatic megafauna and stuff like that. Just the cool looking megafauna that everyone wants to study. Um, roll, a quiz, roll a charisma check. Will you get a children's toy made out of you after you die? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But, like, with with these dinosaurs, these late Triassic dinosaurs, like, they're on their way to being uh, sauropods on uh, the case of Mosaurus, but they're still closer to Platyosaurus than they are to the rest of Sauropoda. Um, They're kind of sandwiched in the middle, phylogeny-wise, but, you know, they're still, they're still not sauropods you know i also like being sandwiched in the middle fellatio wise i i don't quite i don't quite understand but 
I haven't hit my dick joke quota, so I'm <laughs> I'm really stretching to touch bottom. <laughs> but yeah, like, um, <laughs> god damn. So when we have our Masaurus, we've got the way that, uh, and for those at home, I've pulled up a whole ass, I've pulled up a whole ass taxonomic chart. <laughs> Remember when you started out going, this intro will be shorter, we don't have as much to talk on. I know, right? Um. But you've you've got your earliest uh, sauropods, which are the platysaurids, uh, well, sauropodomorphs, and they're a little bit more upright. Sauropodomorphin time. Yep, it's sauropodomorphin time with Nate and Tyler. Um, <laughs> That's anamorphin time. <laughs> sauropodomorphin time would be your podcast where you just talk about dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, we're. I'm not doing that. I'm not. Once once these episodes are done, I think I'm I'm good for a little while on. <laughs> you got your dinosaur doing... scratch itched. Well, I don't have my dinosaur itch scratch. That'll never happen. <laughs> but I have my talking about them <laughs> itch scratched because I'm sitting here going, I don't think people are enjoying this as much as I am. <laughs> I, even though I like dinosaurs as well, not taking a paleontology class in which you actually study the the differences and the, and the scientific attributes about the different types and and the different eons of them uh your knowledge of it is vastly deeper than my own i have a hard time with some of the more root names of stuff mm-hmm. and you will just rattle them <laughs> off like it, it's it's it, it's information that is chiseled into the back of your brain mm-hmm. the same way that the information about like the original 150 Pokemon is chiseled into the back of my brain. I need to find if there's a Pokemon musical because I will let you go wild on that. Oh, it'll if, that'll be uh, a Warren led. That'll be a Warren led. Except it'll except I'm so out of touch with Pokemon nowadays. It'll be like I'm betting it would just be the original 151 if there is one. Probably not. Anyway. That, <laughs> There are dinosaur Pokemon. Uh, yes. Um, but yeah, so like that's that's sort of the old school body plan that you have with your dinosaurs there, where uh, you're going to have a bit more fingers, you're going to have a little bit more walking upright, and you're not going to have the ornithischian split yet, and all of that fun stuff. All that fun stuff. But by, by the point of Mosaurus, I want to say that you're starting to get the split between theropod and uh, sauropod. I don't... I didn't want to go on too deep of a rabbit hole to see if ornithischians had split off by this point or not, but I don't think they did. But then there's also the whole thing that we talked about last week with the, let's reshuffle dinosaurs. (laughs) No! (laughs) No! Or if we do, let's give it an easier to pronounce name that my tongue doesn't trip on. <laughs> but yeah. So with this episode, the tiny sauruses They're not gonna look like they're supposed to. They're gonna look like, <laughs> like fucking like Apatosaurus. Tiny... See then I, I They're gonna look like little little I... foots. And there's a tiny part of my brain that's saying that either I saw a preview for this or I saw something about it. Mm-hmm. Um because I feel like I remember seeing little foot surrounded by even tinier little foots. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's this one. And it fucking sucks. Oh, boy. I fucking hate this movie. Oh, boy. Shall we go watch it? If we must. 
in order to keep our eyes and entrails where they yeah. are right now. I, I would have thought that getting this condor from World Wildlife Fund would have been enough, but it's not. But I, at least I get to hug I just a hope, cute, fluffy condor. I just hope that Con and Dor don't have some kind of bullshit commandment that says, Thou shalt worship no, no condor but them. This is paying for them to still be alive. Well, they're gods. They're not... They, they're not... They'll, they'll be fine, even if all the condors go extinct. They'll still exist. They just won't be uh, uh, worshipped. I should have taught Hawaiian crows to play Fortnite instead, because crows already like video games. Yeah, yes, you should have. I should have done that instead. But instead, you went with the giant, the giant scavenger birds and their <sighs> pissed-off deities... Yeah. Then again, maybe a giant crow would have been worse because they're smarter. Giant crow would have been like, oh, move over. Let me hold on to the controller. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm going to wreck you. <laughs> Just don't try and teach any crows outriders or anything like that. No, no. I think that they would get frustrated. I think that they might get frustrated. If, Disconnected like... again. Smash. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> no. I learned my lesson. <laughs> I'll teach a bunch of birds how to play Prehistoric Kingdom. Do something constructive, like Minecraft. Yeah, Minecraft could be fun. If you do Prehistoric Kingdom, they're going to be like, Why are they in cages? They should be free! <laughs> use the use the null barrier. Or just drop, just open up the cage. It's like a safari park. <laughs> yep. It's kind of how I've been building all of mine is a little bit more safari park-ish, like... The people are in a tunnel, mm -hmm. basically, because you don't want folks walking around with a Rex. It just takes one. <laughs> just takes one for a Rex to go, oh, well, it it's, one. it's like Chicken McNuggets. People McNugget. I'll, I'll, can't eat just I'll, one. Nope, can't eat just one. We're not filling enough. Anyway, that's enough stalling. Let's go watch... Invasion of the Tiny Sauruses. Goddamn miniature immigrants. Jesus Christ. Stomp them all to death. How dare you try to steal from us bigger people. So, uh, yeah, you, d you don't know yet how close you were to the plot of this fucking movie. God, I hate it. Anyway, <laughs> let's... Let's go watch before I just decide to snap the DVD in half and then cut my <laughs> losses with my eyes. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Hey, Warren. Hey, Kay. Do you know what time it is? Is it time to thank our Patreon sponsors? It is! Woo! We would like to thank our stage crew sponsors, Jeff Reagan and Jasmine Wu. And our producer circle sponsors, Jesse, Bianucci, and Taylor Brandt. Thank you all so much for your continued support of our show. We truly appreciate it. This is a Ninth World Journal. A careless experiment with a teleportation device has left me stranded in random places throughout the Ninth World. While trying to survive in these strange lands, I must find a way to reverse my condition. A Ninth World Journal is a science fantasy audio drama podcast. Subscribe to listen or visit ninthworldjournal.com. And now, the lights are going down and the music's starting back up, so let's head back to the second act of our show.
Well, that that movie exists. I don't know what you were talking about. That is one of the best in the entire series. I want to watch it again. Like when we're all done with this and like we kind of do like a recap or something like that of like this this is this is top tier for me. I don't know what you and other critics were talking about. Like the just so much of this was so much better than I was expecting and I just it kind of makes me side eye you when you say that things aren't good, you know? Like I just I don't know what to think anymore, okay? My entire sense of reality has been thrown into question because of this one single direct-to-video children's animated movie. So, I'm gonna take a page from the Morphe Boys, and we're gonna tie you up for three days and see if the yurt comes out of your head. <laughs> uh, no, I will save you the trouble. I was lying. Okay, uh, good. <laughs> this one was was yeah, it's pr dumb. It's, it's dumb. It... It has probably... Okay, let me think real quick. You can put in uh, some music or something if you want while I'm thinking. Um, this might have the dumbest story. Yes, it does. Of it, all the ones. Like, it, he, there, there are some stories that are that have mm -hmm. some, some pretty dumb parts to them. Uh, the concept that there's a bunch of miniature long necks living in an underground cave mm -hmm. that sneak out at night to eat mm -hmm. is pretty dumb. Mm -hmm. It's pretty dumb. I'm still really annoyed that they didn't go a very logical route and just have compies, have some type of tiny yeah. dinosaur. And you could have had the movie be that, you know, maybe rocks that they're gathering or they're build they're building something or they're doing something this and and things are disappearing because yeah. the compies are taking them. Yeah. And that could have been the 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 conflict is like mm -hmm. these little guys, these little creatures are taking all of our stuff. Like mm -hmm. you could have had that story and it still would have been dumb. Yeah. But it would have been better than this one. It it's so problematic. This one rewatching it I I have not hated something as much as i hated this and in a I, while i have mixed feelings about it because the main story is really bad but one of the side plots is is actually pretty decent yeah it, it's not bad and the moral that they try to and like there this one has some pretty good side morals in it it does and the main the main story you know the main moral of it is basically uh, well, if I had, I don't know. It's never really clear. So, but I, the main moral. In your opinion. In my opinion, and what I can kind of gather, is that scapegoating is bad. They don't do a good job of doing that moral. That's fair, and I would say part of that is because you don't ever really get any kind of resolution with uh, I almost called him Daddy Ta- uh, uh, Well, I'll wait to reveal what his name is because I have notes about it. <laughs> but Sarah's dad, mm -hmm. he doesn't really own up and it- like he, I mean, he, 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 he makes that 
Mark's uh, half attempt to own up. So I'm not talking about his scapegoating. Oh. I'm talking about Littlefoot's oh, scapegoating yeah, that okay. caused the whole problem. Fair. Because uh, uh, that is a very real world thing yeah. that people do. Absolutely. And it gets people killed. And it almost got all of it these little guys killed. It almost got all these little guys killed. And he doesn't even really learn anything from it. And it really fucking pissed me off especially rewatching it because as a kid it it gave me a very bitter taste in my mouth it was very much like a Giggity. what the fuck god damn it stop imagining baby k with a bitter taste in their mouth anyway <laughs> <laughs> anyway it just it i couldn't put my finger on it when i was a kid but now i can and it's fucked up this is the most fucked up of the stories and this is why i let so many things from earlier movies fly (laughs) you know because it does have it does have hate of something different Mm -hmm. but the difference is with this one versus other movies is that the hate leads to full-on attempted genocide yes and it all comes from somebody not owning up to what they did Mm -hmm. and that somebody is our main character and he doesn't even have that conflict until right before they're about to do the genocide that's it and it pisses me off because as soon as he meets those little long necks he should have had this oh shit i fucked up (laughs) yeah and it Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, but at the same time, I don't necessarily know how you were a kid. Like, because I remember being a kid, and if I messed up on something, if I was worried I was getting going to get into trouble, mm-hmm. I would try to keep it. I wouldn't necessarily lie, but mm-hmm. I would try to bury the truth. So mm-hmm. that nobody found out. But would you blame it on somebody else completely? N- no, you're right. Exactly. I, I, I exactly. Would, I would not have been able to uh, uh, let somebody get a spanking because mm-hmm. I did something mm-hmm. and I wasn't going to own up to it. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's fair. That's it, right. This is the most fucked up of the land before times. Zero out of ten would not recommend. <laughs> it is one that could be skipped and mm-hmm. it would be perfectly fine. Yeah. Because it, it, it has the dumbest dino addition in. Yeah. And actually two of the dumbest dino additions in because, like, most of the sharp teeth that we see tend, oh to, my be, God. tend to be of the Tyrannosaurus variety. Mm-hmm. These The ones that we see in this one are very obviously supposed to be velociraptor or utah raptor some type of raptor yeah but they look they look like if you they they're raptors with missing fingers and snaggle teeth and yeah they, they don't look they don't they don't look good even by land before time standards like the t-rexes always have had and they've been they've been slowly working on it over the course of the movies mm-hmm. to move away from like that square rectangular boxy head yeah to try and smooth out the edges a little bit make them look a little bit more like a real t-rex a real rex yeah. would you know they, they look they look more like a reptar now yes. than they than than yes. the boxy headed rexes that they used to, but these ones, the only way you could even think, oh, that's a velociraptor, is because the big toe claw. Yeah. But then they have like these weird fucked up carrot faces. Yeah. With snaggle teeth, and they're missing 
a finger claw. It's, it's it's like what what mutant chimera abomination is this? What missing link in the fossil chain? Indominus is this? Rex is a much better design if they're trying to do a Rex uh, raptor hybrid there. Absolutely. <laughs> imagine in a if movie, Indominus if Rex Indominus looked like Rex, that. Well, if Indominus Rex was a real dinosaur that had existed but had all those properties, like how many species would have gone extinct from that thing? Yeah, yeah. Fucking camouflaging Jesus predator. Christ. Jesus. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, shall we get into my notes about this or do we have more we want to rant about? I'll rant probably throughout. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I really what, hate this what you, one. What do you think my notes are? They're just rants, but in blocked, <laughs> blocked paragraphs. All right. So, <laughs> the land before time, 11. Invasion of the tiny Sauruses. Holy hell, the intro music is somber, and for a minute, I think we're about to have Eminem come out and start rapping about his <laughs> terrible childhood. <laughs> But no rapping, just Sarah's dad talking about how the universe is filled with objects of incredible size, as well as teeny, tiny particles too small to see. And all the parts, big and small, are equally important. But since it's Sarah's dad as the narrator, he'll <laughs> he'll soon talk about how much he hates the tiny things. <laughs> I did like that the, animation, though. The intro for this one, I actually think, is probably one of the better ones because it's mm-hmm. it, they always the it, intros always show usually you well not always often they show mm-hmm. cosmic stuff yes and then it zooms in on prehistoric Earth and talks about how long time ago there were big creatures that lived you know Mm -hmm. this is the first one that kind of gets more scientific yes and they talk about you know atoms and molecules i mean they don't name them but they show them and they talk about how you know all of these huge massive things in the universe are made up of tiny 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 pieces yes and without those tiny pieces you wouldn't have the big things yeah so you know it, it does. It tries to do. It tries to set the stage for what the moral. I have just realized what the moral is later is that all parts are important, big and small. Mm-hmm. Like just because you don't like something doesn't mean that it isn't important to someone else and it yep. doesn't have its place. Yeah. And it's too bad it was wasted on this movie, man. Uh, yeah. Much and... like the voice actors were wasted on this movie. Yeah. This got, is some of the best voice acting. They got two exceptionally great uh, uh, guest voice actors. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they have, they have, well, I wouldn't say their part, well, no, their parts are shitty. They're playing shitty characters. Mm-hmm. But they do a good job voicing yeah. their shitty characters. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, that that's one thing to say to an actor when you can take a shit role and actually... Mm-hmm. Make it okay, you know, make it decent, yeah. elevate it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the narrator goes on to talk about how small things can be often overlooked, but they are also important. The narrator finishes talking about how small things that are very important, this fucking flower that we're seeing right now, <laughs> and we see the baby gang looking at this tree, excited to eat these yummy, sweet flowers. But apparently they're not allowed to until... <sighs> Nibbling day. Yep. <laughs> nibbling. Nibbling day. I mean, I mean, <laughs> nibbling day sounds like what you would call like Thanksgiving in dinosaur, yeah. you know, where you're all coming together to celebrate eating something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that they have, and the other thing that makes me laugh is I know this is before a lot of 
pollinating insects and stuff like mm -hmm. that, but plants were obviously able to spread. Yeah. Why is there just this one fucking tree in the whole goddamn I Great don't Valley? No. And it is like the Jesus tree. Like they love this tree. It yeah. is the most important tree in the whole fucking valley because it's the only tree that produces these crack cocaine pink sweet flowers. <laughs> and that's the only way to describe how important this is. To... Oh, oh, this tree is so important. <laughs> Sarah's dad is ready to murder because yes. of it. Like, straight up, ready to... Like, he he's... No, not mincing words. He uses the word eliminate. Mm -hmm. Or no, exterminate. Exterminate. Exterminate, which... Hunt know, them down and, and ex exterminate them. So, <laughs> so, yes, they can't eat any of these yummy sweet flowers until nibbling day. When everyone in the valley gets to eat a tree sweet, Thag tries to steal a flower while the others are talking about the importance of sharing, but they stop Thag before he can selfishly eat one. Petrie voices the idea that maybe, maybe Petrie can fly to the top of a tree and grab some for them. And that was, uh, and so that way no one will notice that any are missing because he'll grab them from the top. He tries this, but he fails. And as he, he fails because he's noticed by Sarah's dad, who is apparently the sweet tree police, and he tells the kids <laughs> they better stay away from this fucking tree until it's nibbling day. The kids all reminisce ab about the first time they saw the sweet tree. And Baby Steps couldn't get a flower because he was too short. And Sarah jumps on his back and snatches one. The kids all laugh and laugh about this memory. And Sarah is like, yeah, I got the first flower, because Baby Steps is too small. Baby Steps <laughs> does not... Like, Baby Steps, like most men, does not respond well having his size called into question, and gets defensive, saying that he's a grower, not a show... Uh, <laughs> he's still growing, I mean. And, oh, Sarah, and Sarah laughs at Baby Steps' insecurity as she marches off. The others in the gang do their best to reassure Baby Steps that his size is fine and that he's plenty big. <laughs> Baby Steps slinks away all sad. <laughs> uh. See, I love that this show naturally presented some penis joke opportunities. It makes Richard humor. Oh, yes, sorry. <clears throat> Richard humor. Uh <laughs> It, it warms the, the cockles of, of my heart. The scene, changes. the scene changes to Sarah's dad, who is minding his own business when a horny three-horn from days gone by shows up, strutting her way over to him. Tria is her name, and she calls Sarah's dad by his name, I guess? It, maybe it's a nickname, but if it's a nickname, we don't know what his real name is. Topsy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Topsy. I guess it's better than Daddy Tops, so yeah, Topsy is cut off is caught off guard by seeing this hot, horny pink three-horn come sultrily swaying out of the bushes to be like, Oh, Topsy, you're still the most handsome and fuckable thing with three horns. And we see <laughs> Topsy God, I still can't believe that that's his name. We see Topsy tripping over himself to talk to Tria. He's all nervous and shit, and it's obvious that they were a thing in the past. So, I think I know. I think I've cracked the code. See, the naming of dinosaurs—it seems quite peculiar. This isn't just one of your holiday games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because. 
We have Braun has also gone by Littlefoot before. Yeah. Daddy Tops has gone by Topsy. We just won't ever know their third name because only they <laughs> know the third the name. The Jellicle name. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm kicking myself for not remembering the name of their species right now. But because I'm a nerd, in uh, the video game series Mass Effect, mm -hmm. there were these type of, of I want to say maybe they're called Hanar. I, I think that might be right. But they're basically space jellyfish mm -hmm. kind of thing. And, and they talk about they have a face name. Mm -hmm. that they can use with anybody, but then they have a personal name that is only shared with their inner circle kind of thing. Yeah. And, and so, but I know that you were going with a jellical kind of thing yeah. with that, which I both love and hate you for. It, it was going to be that or D&D &D elves, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, but jellical was just better because we're a musical theater podcast. Yes, so. yes. But it does make sense that in this universe, they would have name changes you know mm -hmm. like they have their child name and then they have their name that they get when they enter adulthood yeah because who's gonna call a multi-ton long neck little foot yeah so, yeah and then you know, like you said with Braun, he well they called me little foot when i was a kid yeah which again i'm just sort of like so what's little foot's name going to be is it going to be given to him or does he have to go on a journey to figure out his name i mean is it hell we don't know what his mom's name or his grandparents true. names are that's true so yeah Braun, Braun is the only well and i guess sue yeah Braun and sue are like the only long necks we ever learned the names of because I don't count... And Pat. Oh, Pat. Good point. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Because uh, I don't count Shorty, because Shorty would be mm -hmm. like Littlefoot. His or name. Allie. Or Allie, yeah. Mm -hmm. But... Or one that comes in, in the TV series. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways, I digress. <laughs> we cut to Sarah walking and laughing to herself about how Baby Steps is small for his size when she hears her father talking loudly and rushes to see who he's talking to. Topsy hears Sarah approaching and pushes his horny friend out of the scene, saying that they'll get together later and rustle some bushes. <laughs> Sarah comes in and is like, who are you talking to, Dad? And Topsy lies because he read the script and knows that Sarah will flip her horns over a new female in the picture. Not just that, but he also is saying that he's going to give Tria the first tree sweet That's right. instead of Sarah. And it's... It's one Did of those. Did he say that he was going to give Sarah the first yes, tree Yes, that was the whole thing that Sarah was like, I'm going to get the first tree suite. And that's what led to the argument with Littlefoot. And gotcha. Her damaging as pride was. Yes. She knew exactly where to needle in on Littlefoot. Which it made me laugh that they're calling Littlefoot out for not getting any bigger when none of them have fucking yeah, grown. Yeah, none of them have grown. So. Not a single one. Which, you know, I would. I would have appreciated as the series went on if they did an art shift and they showed them maturing a little bit. Yes. Because that way it kind of grows with the audience. Yes. And that way if you have, in that way, you know, future generations, if they're watching it as kids, they get to see these these children grow up too. Yes. And as they're trying to do more and more uh, uh, real world morals, it would mm -hmm. make sense to do them as people are growing up yeah. too, because yeah. as we experience, you know, more serious issues as we hit maturity and we become more yeah. adults in society. Absolutely. But instead, <laughs> they just keep them as little babies and then they try to rehash the same moral in some of them 
and they keep fucking up the same moral or they yeah. try to do a new one and fuck it up too yeah jesus christ <sighs> the scene changes to baby steps who is moping about who is moping about his size related performance issues as he tries <laughs> to climb some rocks his G-Paw shows up to give him a boost, and Baby Steps gets defensive about his size again. <laughs> his grandparents try to reassure him that his size is normal-ish. I mean, <laughs> he should have grown by now, but maybe he's a late bloomer. He'll get his size eventually. <laughs> Just look at how big his father is, and how big his grandfather is. Baby Steps is sure to get his huge size eventually, but Baby Steps walks off to pout and decides that, you know what? Fuck it. He's going to eat a sweet tree flower and fuck nibbling day. <laughs> Baby Steps is on Baby Steps is on a cliff ledge that's right above the tree, and he reaches over the edge to grab a tree flower, but he falls and he knocks every goddamn flower off the fucking tree. Good going, you stupid short asshole. You ruin nibbling day. Which that is a major plot that I have issues with. How mm -hmm. does one little foot, like, hitting the tree knock off every single goddamn flower? It, that exactly. That is not possible. Especially because these aren't apparently ripe enough. That means they are going to be hanging on to that they'll, tree. They'll still be firmly yeah, attached. Yeah, they're going to be firmly attached. You could pull one off, but they're mm -hmm. not going to fall off. Like, yeah. A, I mean, you remember, I can't remember if it was last summer or the summer before, when my, my parents had an, have an apricot tree in their backyard, mm -hmm. and... We've had to help, like, yeah, we've helped pick apricots from that thing. Yeah. And a previous year, like, one of the limbs got so heavy with apricots that it broke off. Yeah. But it's like, come Even on. Even then, the apricots didn't come yeah, off. Yeah, the apricots didn't come off of it. You had to pull them off. So it's like, come on, little foot falling in the tree and knocking every flower yeah, off. Nah, nah, nah. That's not how it works. Nah, that's like, not how this works. Sure, I could see him knocking off dozens, maybe mm -hmm. even a hundred, but. Yeah, not the whole fucking tree. Not the whole fucking tree. And, like, one of these days, someone's going to have to figure out how to, you know, pollinate more of these trees because apparently this crack cocaine tree is so <laughs> important that it'll lead to genocide if anything happens to it. Oh, yeah, baby, I love that like, sweet flower. Like, pollinate my stamen. God Ugh. damn. Like, what the fuck? This... Just from the jump, it's bad. <laughs> Just from the jump, it doesn't work. Yeah... I do, I do laugh at uh, uh, Baby Steps' size, size issues, though. Mm -hmm. uh, that is a little subplot that makes me chuckle a little bit. It's too bad, though, that it kind of doesn't go anywhere for a while, either. Uh, they, Other than, like, him getting excited about, oh, the tiny sources are smaller than me. And they think that he's like a... Well, not they don't think he's a god, but they think that he's big, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, so... That's pretty much the all the resolution we get. Yeah, uh, and then oh, he's just a little bit bigger the next time, the next nibbling day. Fuck you, movie. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right, Baby Steps knocked himself out with the fall, and when he comes to, a horde of horrible, even smaller Baby Steppers are eating all <laughs> the flowers that he knocked down. Baby Steps screams in horror as the tiny screams in horror at the tiny freaks, and as they scatter. Baby Steps hears Topsy and Tria heading to the sweet tree, and he runs away. Tria is like, Did you hear that? It <laughs> sounded like someone screaming. And Topsy is like, Nah, 
What is there to scream about on a beautiful day like this? And then Topsy sees the vacant tree and screams. <laughs> the scream echoes through the valley and all the dinosaurs are like, fucking Threehorn yelling again. The scene changes to a meeting of the pissed off adults all around, <laughs> around the tree, all angry about the sweet treats being eaten before nibbling day. Sarah is pissed as well and gets extra pissed when she sees Topsy and Tia and Tria flirting. Petrie, mm -hmm. Pete, okay, okay, to the movie's credit, there are some good lines. Yes. And Petrie has a great line, though. Did she call him Topsy? Ew. Yes. And Sarah <laughs> knocks the shit out of Petrie, sends him hurling into baby steps, whose guilty conscience forces him to shout out, It wasn't me! I didn't fall into the tree and knock down all the flowers! <laughs> and when all eyes are on him, he's like, Whoa, guilty much? Well, and his thing is more of, It wasn't me! I didn't eat them all! Yeah, if he yeah. would have said, I didn't fall down, it would have been like, Okay, that... <laughs> How are you going to work yourself out of this one? But instead he says the whole I didn't eat them all. And it's like, I mean, you're technically correct. You didn't eat any. Yeah, you didn't eat any, you dick. But you did knock them all down, you little son of a bitch. Um, yeah. I, I kind of wish that the main story had been Sarah and Tria. That could that, have been a better focus. That would have been a much better feeling focus. Because that would have been much more of a real world I mean, they, they try to shoot, when you, when you get to the tiny sources, they try to shoehorn a thing about, like, oh, you have issues with your dad, yeah. too? And they try to have that kind of thing, but it's like, you could have had a much better story that would have been more meaningful if it was more about a new adult in your mm -hmm. life. Somebody who now you, now your dad's attention is divided. Yeah. Now your dad has another female in his life, and, like, you, mm. you know... We don't know what happened to Sarah's mom. Mm, we, but we the way that she acts. We assume like, that she's dead. Yeah. And we assume that she either died in the big earth shake from the first movie mm -hmm. or she died some point prior. Yeah. Because uh, I can assume that, that if a female dies after laying eggs, a male can still incubate the eggs. Well, she's... So Sarah's mom does exist while Sarah's alive because we do see her in the first movie interacting with Sarah. Oh, I but thought that was her dad. At her, you see both parents. Oh. And then, hmm. and you see Sarah's sisters, which never show yeah. up again. So we have to assume that they all died. So they all died at some point. And Sarah obviously has older siblings, maybe from previous years with uh, her parents, because she has her niece and nephew but that's true yeah that's true which who we never ever see again <laughs> i don't know if we'll even see them in the tv series but um with because i just i sit here and i go this movie falls prey to the exact same issue that the big freeze did where they have a really good thing that they could tackle to talk about family dynamics to talk about and... family dynamics but they feel like they have to focus on little foot at all times. Yeah. And it really, the story suffers when you focus on him too much. When you have all these movies and mm -hmm. you have a cat, like the cast like they do, like, come on, you you can have other characters yeah. take the, the spotlight. Uh, I'm going to rewrite this real quick to make it even better. Nibbling Day's coming up. We don't have Littlefoot doing the whole stupid plot where he falls through the tree and knocks all the leaves down. But Sarah's upset is feeling replaced leaves home. Oh. stumbles into the tiny Saurus's den and that's where she has her 
meeting with Lizzie and going, oh, wow, you've got a dad issue too. Oh, you want somebody to be with your dad and you can still have that because that's a good moment in this shitty, shitty movie. Yeah. And you still could have done been much everything better. else and it gets rid of the whole, like, you could have sort of a, oh my gosh, where did Sarah go? But well, I imagine that they would when they know that she's missing, yeah, they would. Yeah. Be and you could have Mr. Threehorn just going fucking crazy still. Yeah. Cause he's worried about his daughter, but it would be more understandable and you wouldn't have the really fucking problematic scapegoating thing that uh, Littlefoot does. Murder that, all the little ones. Yeah. You, you wouldn't have that because that really fucking rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. It really does. It's. It's a big yikes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it, very big yikes. <laughs> if you would have told me that one of the Land Before Time movies has a theme of genocide in it, I would have probably laughed and then been like, wait, really? Yeah, yeah. It, ugh. <sighs> see, see, Universal, you could pay me to write better I mean, movies for you. I mean, it, I think it is important to teach children that genocide is wrong. Yeah, but uh, there are better ways to do better it. better ways to do it. Like, instead of having one of your main characters being the one to lead to a possible genocide, something else. Anything else. Because, or if it is one of your main characters, have him realize he fucked up. <sighs> right away and then do everything he can to nip it in the bud instead of his like uh his very showy i'm gonna feed you guys and that's gonna be how i take care of it and not say anything even though they're actively hunting you down like in fact i i have a really big issue with how how much this one slips under the rug because they, they have shown that all of these herbivores are sentient and sapient creatures, and they all speak the same language, and they all are... It's... This, this no, goes into no language some, barriers. There is no language barriers. They're, they view each other on the same level. This is fucked up. This is the most fucked up in the series, and it it legit gives me such a bad taste. It does. It... uh. It's it's major yikes. It is it is the number one movie so far in the series that needed a rewrite. Yes, all the uh, and this is why as we were going through, I was going, eh, I'll hand wave that. I'll hand wave that. You're like, oh yes, this is a turd, but we haven't gotten to the mountain of shit. We haven't gotten to the one that has literal fucking genocide, and no one learns their fucking lesson. No one learns their lesson, because I'm sorry, just handing out tree sweets is not enough to make up for the fact that you tried to eradicate their entire population, (laughs) Mr. Threehorn, and also doesn't make up for the fact that Littlefoot is the cause of it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely Mm. right. Fuck this movie. (laughs) Don't have your kids watch it. It's not good. Yeah, skip this one. There is no 11th land before time. (laughs) Skip it like you would the 13th floor. There you go. All right. So Baby Steps then admits that he indeed fell fell and knocked the flowers off the tree, but it wasn't he who he ate He doesn't them. admit that he fell and knocked the flowers off. He, he just says that he came across all these tiny dinosaurs eating the tree sweets and that he got scared and screamed and he was going to run and get help. I thought he said he fell. He doesn't say it until the very 
until the point where they're okay. like, "Thank you for correcting." Yeah, me. no, that's why it's such a problem is because he does not admit shit until this yeah. point, until later. Okay. Okay, so yes, so Littlefoot says that he wasn't the one who ate the flowers. It was these really tiny long necks. So short, uh, short necks, I guess is what we can call them. Whatever. <laughs> it was tiny dinos who ate the flowers. Everyone laughs and Sarah is like, oh, you're so dead, baby steps. But Topsy is like, no, he's right. Look at these marks. On, look at the bar bite marks on these flower remnants. They're way too small to be from a normal dinosaur. And then Topsy is like, I knew it. Immigrants, tiny immigrants are eating <laughs> our food, crawling around, eating food and being immigrants existing in the valley. Mm. The rest of the adults then talk about how much they hate tiny things and how gross and freaky they are. And the song, Topsy, uh, oh yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. And then the rest of the adults then talk and sing about a song. They have a song thing about how much they hate creepy crawlies. Creepy crawly little things. And it makes me laugh because I'm like, yeah, you guys are talking about the wrong creepy crawlies. Mm -hmm. If this was a song about how we need to smash every insect we come across, I'd be all game. Littlefoot could have lied that way and not even brought up the tiny long necks. Because guess what happens to flowers all the fucking time? <laughs> Well, Bugs. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And they've established they don't shake leaf two, Yeah, they don't give two shits about bugs. Yeah, that's true. And, uh... I mean, it's but, still not a good thing to do, but... Yeah, I'm fine with it. Anything <laughs> with more than four legs can be murdered. I don't care. Uh, but, Except for that cute puppy with six legs. Oh, okay. That puppy okay. with six legs is a treasure, S and I love her. Skipper is an outlier. Skipper and is should an not outlier. And you know what? Six-legged puppies, I'm here for it if they're doing fine. Uh, that, that is a cute fucking puppy. She is a cute puppy. Okay. But after the song about how much little creepy crawly gross things suck, Topsy tells the others that their only option is to hunt down the tiny dinosaurs and exterminate all of them. G-Paw and G-Ma Big Steps try to be the voices of reason, saying that every creature has its place and has a right to live in the valley and eat food too. Topsy is like, no, they're evil monsters. We must murder them all. Mm. And the other adults agree and set out on their murder hunt. Topsy and Tria pair up and Sarah sees it all. Topsy is like, oh, uh, Sarah, we need to talk. Do you want to hunt and murder tiny dinos with me? And Sarah's <laughs> like, no, I'm going to hunt with baby steps. And then uh, we get a montage-ish scene of different adults hunting for tiny dinos. And the kids as well. Petrie flies high in the sky and thinks that he sees one, and he dive bombs it. But it's Petrie, so he doesn't seem to pay attention to the tiny dino getting bigger and bigger as Petrie approaches it. And Petrie slams into g Big Steps and slides off his nose and falls to his should-be 60th death by now. Mm -hmm. But he's fine. I guess it's Petrie. <laughs> Has Petrie ever been fine, I mean? Has he? I mean, he survived drowning with a T-Rex <laughs> in the first movie. At this point, we shouldn't be surprised. There we go. He's always been, well, Petrie. Mm -hmm. If I had a kid, and I wouldn't want... If I had a kid, I wouldn't want him to be like Petrie. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyways, enough Petri hate. There are small dinos in need of genociding. I do like the one Diplodocus that chases her tail. <laughs> that one. So, so during the montage-ish scene, we get some good bits of physical comedy with the dinos because they're looking for tiny creatures and they're like how do we find these tiny creatures in such a big valley and they're like looking in every nook and cranny of like broken logs and mm -hmm. stuff like that and one three horn one ceratopsian gets stuck underneath a a tree root because they're mm -hmm. like going under the root and their head gets through but then they can't back out and so they're stuck and then there's the diplodocus that as they're looking around a bush they see like the end of their tail Mm -hmm. And they think that it's a tiny dinosaur, so they're just chasing their tail around yep. this bush. That was that was that pretty was funny. pretty funny. That was pretty. So like there 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 are some funny moments in this, but you could have had that same moment with literally anything else. <laughs> literally yeah. anything else. A million other things. Yeah. It. Uh, this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just. What would it have been like to be in the writer's room for this? Okay, we're on the 11th Land Before Time direct-to-video animated sequel. What should be the conflict of this one? Genocide! Yeah, genocide. Genocide. The dinosaurs decide they need to murder a whole bunch of other dinosaurs. Jesus Christ, when did we start hiding, hiring Nazis? Like, Seriously, like... Was there no one in the room to be a sensitivity person so, to be like, maybe we need to figure out a nuance if we're really going to go this route. If you're dead set on yeah, it. Yeah, do a nuance. We like, need to do... You, we gotta, need you to... handle it carefully. You write several drafts and you make sure you got it right. Mm -hmm. But there's a, then that same writer's room, they're going to be like, and for the 12th movie, we'll work in something about the Great Replacement. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> we were in this valley first and we're slowly being replaced. Uh, uh, I don't want to say that this series Nazis. is nationalist propaganda, but mm. there are some really problematic things that get hand-waved. One thing that I will talk about, because we do harp on the fact that they do have what appears to be a lot of, of nationalist stuff with mm -hmm. it, but at the same time, every time that they talk about it, it is... It is done in a negative way. It's not done in like a positive way. They ish. It, uh, I, I guess okay. You're you're being fair. Uh, me mm -hmm. with my higher thinking know that it's <laughs> negative, but the way that they represent it, it is kind of just thrown out there. You do occasionally have like you know because you do you do have G pop big steps and other dinos mm -hmm. stepping in to be like okay, Mister third reich horn calm down yeah uh you know this isn't so you do sometimes have a counterbalance to that mm -hmm. but at the same time i do think that there is some 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 fairness in trying to teach that that it, it is it is the natural reaction mm -hmm. of people you know to fear yeah. something that they don't understand and they don't know mm -hmm. uh However, I don't feel like they handle it well enough to be like, yes, this is something strange and different. Yeah. However, it has a right to exist, too. It has a right to be. It, it doesn't mean just because it's strange and we don't understand it doesn't mm -hmm. mean it's coming to get us. The only movie that's done it OK so far is the first movie. Hmm. Yeah, and even that one that's, has some issues. It's also the best one, though. Yeah. And but like. They they keep trying to do this lesson, and, like, I could forgive it a little bit more in the 90s. I can't forgive it in the 2000s. No, that's... I cannot forgive it in the 2000s, because by then, we're starting to actually realize how shitty things have been. 
ish. PC culture is getting a little more uh, uh, mainstream kind of it, thing. We're getting, a, yeah. it, it, I would say that the ge- that general society is is beginning to acknowledge that, mm-hmm. yeah, there are some some yeah problems that have not been resolved with with mm-hmm. you know civil and, rights and stuff like that. Like there is there is there are issues that need to be addressed. And the other issue too with regards to nationalism is it's not just the oh I hate anything that doesn't look like me. It's this, this particular land is the best land. There's no other land that's better. We have to protect this land. It's surrounded by this wall to keep us safe from <laughs> everything that comes in. Yeah. <laughs> and then no matter how many times something comes through the wall, it's still the safest, most protective. But, 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 it's like, no, you mother, you dense motherfuckers. And then we go to other places that are just as nice. That still makes me laugh and when they find the second Great Valley in the fucking beachside property. Yeah, and we don't <laughs> ever have anyone go, huh, I guess there are a lot of different Great Valleys out there. I guess the world didn't end and life yeah. goes on. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very, like, this is this is a very American series. Because I'm sorry, America's a nationalist country, always has been. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, we're always talking about how we're the greatest country on yeah. earth. You know, if you if you ignore the prison industrial complex and mm-hmm. the infant mortality rate mm-hmm. and the lack of education and lack of general health care and the lack indigenous of housing, people. <laughs> lack of human rights. Yeah, it's, it, it's the, and that's kind of like... Something always goes wrong in the Great Valley, yet the Great Valley is supposed to be the best place on Earth. That, I'm sorry, that's nationalism. Yeah. That is nationalism right there. So nationalism and genocide. Woo! Dinosaur movie! It just, it bugs the fuck out of me, especially watching these as they go on. And the movies that piss me off the most are the ones that do that. Because the other ones, I'm kind of like, okay, well, they don't really harp on, oh, this is the greatest place, or, oh, we don't like these intruders, because, like, Stone of Cold Fire wasn't really about that, because they even welcomed in these far walkers. Yeah, they they do they do side-eye the rainbow faces, yeah. though, but that's just because they're Because they're aliens. Well, I mean, to them, they're just like, well, they're strange. They say mm. weird things, you know? There's this uncanny valley aspect. Every so often, the mask shimmers, and it's like, <laughs> do they have three eyes? No? Okay. Are they a hologram? Are we a hologram? <laughs> Was that a hologram? Is the universe real? <laughs> yeah. That one... It, Are we in a simulation? But, like, by this point, Mr. Threehorn should know better. He, by this point in the series, he should know better. He's a slow learner. He's stubborn. Boy, though, this this one, I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm. This is... No. <laughs> you know, I... I to uh, to go back to my thing that I said earlier was showing the dinosaurs age up a little bit. Mm-hmm. That would actually be a great way to show, um, th- like for example, Mister Threehorn after the aging up period, then he's his character changes a bit. He's had mm-hmm. character growth, and so mm-hmm. he's he's written a little bit differently going forward. But, yeah, but okay, we we <sighs> we we could sit here and and rewrite all of these in our heads. I just I am I do not this movie out of all of them bothers me the most because wisdom of friendship bothers me a lot this one I feel is more you haven't seen it yet okay I was sitting here thinking wait which <laughs> that's one is 13 that? that's the other one I'm not excited about oh that's the one with Cuba Gooding Jr mm-hmm. right yeah this one just bothers me more because of 
this whole this genocide plot really fucking bothers me it's messed up it's really it's fucking messed up it's bad. It's messed up. It's that, very it's bad. It's messed up that these large, powerful creatures are like, we need to exterminate all mm-hmm. of these little things. I mean, over fucking tree flowers. Uh, over tree flowers. Well, I mean, oh, so I, I get a, I get a, well, I mean, they tie, well, we'll, we'll talk about more. Mm. Okay. So, <clears throat> so yes, the adults are looking for the tiny dinos. Baby Steps is checking cracks and crevices with Sarah, and Baby Steps is like, who was that pink three-horn your dad was eye-humping? Is she going to be your new mom? And Sarah loses her shit. No, she's not going to be my new mom. And Sarah charges and chases Baby Steps with murder in her eyes. Mm-hmm. Sarah tells Baby Steps to never mention it again and storms off. Baby Steps comments on how pointless looking for the tiny dinos is because they're so small and the valley is so big. And Baby Steps falls down a hole because he's not paying attention. Andy falls into an underground cave and squishes one of the tiny dinos. Mm-hmm. Who asks Baby Steps to get off of him. Baby Steps loses his shit and runs in fear of the tiny dino screaming and running. The scene cuts to Sarah, who stumbles across Topsy and Tria making out, and she's like, (laughs) well, what's going on here? And Topsy trips over himself trying to explain how he knows Tria. Tria tries to introduce herself to Sarah, and Sarah's just like, you're not my mom, and stomps off. The scene cuts back to Baby Steps as he's running for his life and screaming through the cave before crashing and burning. (laughs) He quickly gets in... Uh, He quickly gets enclosed by more tiny dinos, and Baby Steps is like, Please don't hurt me! And the tiny dinos laugh all, What could we do to someone so big? And Baby Steps is like, Yeah, I am big. In fact, (laughs) I am your god now! And the tiny dinos start to introduce themselves, but freak out when they hear their... (sighs) Big Daddy yelling through the cave for the others. <sighs> Big Daddy. It's fucking name now. Voiced by Michael Clark Duncan. Rest in peace. Yeah. You Big, deserve better. He deserved better. Big Daddy <sighs> passes out in fear after he sees Baby Steps. He also is like, It's this guy's fault that the big ones know about us. Now we have to move because we can't get food. Even at night, because they're looking for us. Baby Steps then tries to help by getting them food at night and pushing it down the cave hole. He also says that he's not the one who told. That's true. He does lie. He lies to them, too. This is fucked Uh, up. (laughs) You know, he could have had a... Because Baby Steps could have been like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Let me go try and... Yeah. Clear this up. But instead, he has this whole mentality of, oh, I'm too scared I'm... of getting in trouble. Yeah, I'm and it's like, you motherfucker, trouble. you're going to lead to these guys getting killed. No, 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 I can fix it. I'll just feed them forever and no one will ever find them. Eventually, God. they'll get bored of looking for them and then I can stop feeding them and then go about their business. It's just so... Un- Ugh. Yeah. But, yep, so little, uh, Baby Steps is feeding the... the tiny dinos at night by pushing vegetables and veggies down the food of the cave hole. However, doing that causes Topsy to be like, see, the tiny immigrants steal food even while we sleep. 
We have to find and murder them all! Sarah is watching her dad while he gives his fear-mongering hate speech. And Tria is like, isn't he amazing? Mm. Strong, commanding, sexy. And Sarah is like, shut up, you don't know him! And Tria is all, I used to know him when we were younger. And I'd like to get to know you too, Sarah. And Sarah is like, fuck off, you're not my mom and you never will be. Yup. We get a scene of the continued tiny dino hunt, with Baby Steps running interference to distract from the tiny dinos while they gather some food. The scene changes to Topsy trying to give a talk to Sarah about how he's a man. A man with needs. Needs that Tria can fulfill. God. And Sarah's like, no! I want things to go back to the way they were when you were pent up and angry and no one liked you! Yep. And Topsy is like, well... I've found I'm less angry when I'm getting laid. I mean, (laughs) same, bro. Same. Sarah is angry and not wanting to pay attention to her dad. The scene changes to that night and Topsy is snoring like a motorboat. Sarah sneaks out and sees Baby Steps doing something and is like, I need to get the others to find out what Baby Steps is up to. And Sarah rallies the others from their slumber. While they spy on Baby Steps, they follow him, or fall into a hole after him, Mm -hmm. and land on another tiny dino, who when he gets up, Sarah's like, oh, you are small. And he replies, I used to be taller. Yeah. (laughs) And it's pretty funny delivery, in all fairness. Anyways, the baby gang meets the tiny dinos, and they're like, oh, these guys are fine. Look at them. They're so tiny. How could they be so bad? And the tiny dinos show the big babies their secret places in the cave. The secret place is an underwater lake area where the dinos, big and small, play and have fun. Sarah and one of the tiny dinos, Lizzie, I think her name is, yes. are hanging out with themselves, are hanging out by themselves and complaining about how similar their dads are, and then launch into a song about how dads suck. Which is a complete <laughs> departure from the last movie where the dad song was like, it's great to have a dad. And this song is like, dads can be jerks that make you angry and sad. The song ends and the two bond more with, I just wish my dad could get laid so he'd get off my back. You know what I mean? And Sarah's like, yeah, I do. And they walk away. And I I love those scenes with those two. Those scenes are pretty cute. And again, it may just be because I love Cree Summer, but... Well, I mean, she's she's yeah, a national she's, treasure. She is a national treasure and should be protected, much like Dolly Parton. But mm-hmm. um, I just... I, I wish the whole movie had been that. I wish the whole movie had been that instead of what they did. Instead of a genocide plot? <laughs> yes, instead of a shitty genocide plot. That... No, I thought your re I thought your your rewrite of Sarah gets upset at this new woman in her dad's life and runs away. Mm-hmm. Because I mean we've I mean, that is a much more believable plot and yes. it's a plot that would make much more sense to the age group that's targeted for. Yes. And you could then still have the tiny dinos. And the thing mm-hmm. that bothers me about that too is it's like they're herbivores. They're not yeah. predators. Yeah. So why would they give up? And like the, with the tiny dinos and their whole like, oh, we have to hide and be secret. It's like, you guys are fucking herbivores. The Great Valley's full of yeah. food. Like, go fucking eat some food. And like, yeah. Just, just 
like why is why is this a conflict if it wasn't for the stupid fucking tree that Littlefoot lied about? You know, I also sit here and go, is this the case of uh, well-meaning white people, TM, trying to do a race message and fucking up completely? I mean... Because they do that probably. a lot in this series. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> yeah. It would be curious to see the writer's room, but as we've, mm-hmm. as we've learned and heard as well, just because there's a person of color in a writer's room doesn't yeah, mean that, that we get heard at all. You get heard, or sometimes they're often afraid to speak up too, because mm-hmm. they don't want to be mm-hmm. beaten down. And I sit here and go, did y'all give yourselves fucking pats on the back for this one <laughs> after writing it? Because... We're so good. We said genocide's bad at the end. Yeah, no fucking shit genocide is bad. You didn't need to do this plot. <laughs> this it should be a, a, it shouldn't need to be the focus of a children's movie. Yeah. How about something much more uh, relevant like uh uh feeling like you're being replaced, you know, yeah. like feeling like somebody is occupying a parent's affections other than you, like something yeah. normal. It's yeah. funny I said fear of being replaced and then that went right back. Yeah, I, great I, was, I was trying not to. Oh. <laughs> I was trying not to jump on that, but like I'm sitting here cuz I'm going either this is they don't give two fucks or they're they don't give two fucks and they don't give two fucks about who they offend or who would get angry at this or they think they're doing a good thing and in doing a good thing they created one of the most fucked up children's movies i've ever seen (laughs) yeah (sighs) okay the scene changes to the baby gang leaving the underground place and we see (sighs) big daddy and lizzie Mm -hmm. lizzie is like it's okay daddy we can trust them Especially Sarah. And... (sighs) Big Daddy... (laughs) Is like... Big ones think they're more important and can forget about little things like us. We then see the next morning, which I mean, he said mm-hmm. that, and I'm like, yeah. fair. Like, it's a good, absolutely. Like yeah. these these huge giants absolutely don't pay attention to little things, you know? Yeah. Like they would step on you on accident and not even realize it. Yeah. So I mean, that's perfectly. That's probably valid. what happened to Big Mommy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're probably right. Either that or got eaten by a sharp tooth. Can we just talk about though the Big Daddy's the is shorter oh than my God. the rest of the kids. I didn't mention that. And He's like a head shorter than all of the other kids. And I'm yeah. just like, you couldn't, like, what was the, what was the design? Is it just the fact that his name's Big Daddy and he's smaller, but he's obviously their parent and sometimes kids are taller than their parents. But at the same time, it's like, he's supposed to be an adult and it's obvious that these are children. Yes. And we don't see any other adults. It seems like he's the only yeah. adult, which implies that all of these are his children, mm-hmm. which means that that's a genetic bottleneck, mm-hmm. and you might as well be dead. Yeah, uh, <laughs> unless they're all kind of in a similar case to Braun with how Braun was picking up strays, uh, and that he fair. kind of is the last adult with the last kids. From well, that's that's a valid point. That something happened before to get rid of all the other adults. Yeah, and, the last genocide. Yeah, was... like this is so fucked up this is it's a bad message it's weird it's bad it's bad it's very very bad it's bad it's bad it's very very bad it's bad it's bad it makes me kind of mad yep okay 
We then see the next morning as all the baby gang is tired because they were out too late partying in the underground. <laughs> we see all the babies struggling to go about their baby day, and Petrie has a great sleep-flying incident where he slams into a tree and dies for the 61st time. <laughs> Sarah runs into Tria, who gives her the, I've tried to be nice, but you're being a bitch. I'm going to rock your dad's horns, and there's nothing <laughs> you can do about it. So let's just be friends. And Sarah's like, ew, well, I guess I can try being friends. And so it's a... You know, second time we see Tria trying to reach out to Sarah yeah. and Sarah being like, oh, you know, we can try being friends. Yeah. Because that was the thing. She's like, I like your dad. Your dad likes me, too. Mm -hmm. And know? she even brings up the, you know, maybe there'll be or your dad or I can help your dad protect you. And it's kind of the same thing that Lizzie had said in the cave saying, I wish there was someone that my dad could worry about me with. And it's like, yeah, that's that should have that should have been the fucking lesson the whole fucking... <laughs> yep, pretty much. We also see the tiny dinos in their tiny dino cave being like, I sure hope our big friends bring us food. And the scene changes to the baby gang as they're out at night trying to sneak food to the tiny dinos, but they get caught by Topsy, who scares them away. We see the tiny dinos waiting for food, and Lizzie gets bored waiting, and Indiana Jones is her way out of the cave, <laughs> followed by her brother. So she, like, grabs a tree, like, a plant root that's poking down through the cave ceiling and, like, mm -hmm. jumps off the edge and swings her way up. Yeah. And I'm just, okay. I'm like, yeah. you, mean, you mean there's not, like, another entrance somewhere? Is that how you guys are always getting out? Because that's not practical. Anyway. Yeah. Eh... Anyway, where was I in my note? Indiana Jones is her way out of the cave, followed by her brother, whatever the fuck his bucket name is. <laughs> I don't care what his name is. Lizzie's the only one who, I mean, Lizzie's, you know. Lizzie's voiced by Cree Summer, a yeah. national treasure. Yeah, voiced by Cree Summer, so I don't care about her. We cut back to Topsy, who is still on guard duty as Tria approaches, and Topsy is like, Err. You need to go back home. It's dangerous out here. What with these little feckers running around? <laughs> and Tria is like, oh, please, I'll go back, but you should walk me back. And initially, Topsy is game, but then he's like, no, no, my duty. I have to stay here and be on guard. And right at that moment, we see Lizzie come barreling out of the grass and locks eyes with Topsy. Moments later, her brother crashes into her, and Tria is like, Oh, they're so cute! <laughs> but Topsy is like, Kill the tiny ones! And charges after them. Topsy follows them back to their hole in the ground. The next morning, Topsy rallies the other adults to be like, I chased those horrible creatures to their hideout, and now we know where they are, and we should kill them all! And Tria is like, no, they're cute and small and scared. We need to leave them alone. Mm -hmm. And we see Sarah brighten up at yep. Tria's words and get angry as her father tells Tria to shut up and mind her place. Mm. In so many words. Yeah. The rest of the adults are like, no, kill the tiny ones. Plug their hole up with rocks. And then they go to do just that. Before they can push a massive boulder on top of the tiny dino hole, the baby steps is like, No! I have to tell you something. <laughs> I 
so the reason K, I... so the reason K is laughing is because that's a joke from a video game called. Oh my god! So, uh, oh my god! Yeah. Anyway, oh my god! I had I had to work it in there. Holy just... shit! <laughs> I have to tell you something. I baby steps am at fault for the sweet tree. I knocked all the flowers off on accident, and then all the tiny dinos ate them. I was going to tell the truth, but you were all so pissed off and angry that my courage shriveled away like a ball sack in ice water. <gasps> G-Pub Big Steps comes in to be like, We should leave these creatures alone. And the other adults are like, Okay, I guess we did get a little carried away with the whole genocide thing. And start to disperse. Much to Topsy's displeasure, because he sharpened his horns for the murder fest, he wanted to see how many tiny dinos he could skewer on each horn. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the adults are depart the, <laughs> the adults depart with Tria giving angry looks at Topsy. He's not the man she thought he was. Which what the fuck, Tria? He's been saying the same shit the entire time. You took what it right the out of fuck, Tria. You took it right you out of my clansman's mouth. wife. Seriously, it's like wait, 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 wait. Her view now. It's like apparently it's like oh, I was fine with the genocide, but they're so cute. Yeah, I don't want us to genocide cute things. Yeah, I'm very she's, much of a Karen she's fetishizing these. D uh, God damn, like. <laughs> Jesus Christ, some fucking consistency, my hell. We're yelling and Latte is like, what are you yelling about? I don't God understand. Damn it, Tria, you... Why are you mad, Mom and Dad? Like, where was this when it counted, Tria? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, it's before she knew that they were cute. Where was this when his dick was in her? <laughs> well, she likes cute, tiny things. Mm, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, uh, yes, and... Uh, and uh, as G-Paw Big Steps tells Baby Steps to come with him and that it's time for sleep. Suddenly, a big earth shake happens and the boulder that was going to get pushed onto the tiny dino hole gets earth shaked onto the tiny dino hole. G-Paw Big Steps is like, oh, oh God, I'm, I'm so sorry. All your little friends are dead, Baby Steps. Oh, well, time to go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which again, that's one of those like... Jesus Christ, you know, you're someone with privilege. You saw something happen. You can help out. I love this person because they're huge, massive dinos, you yeah. know? And it's like, yeah, like the long necks alone could move that. And it's like, you guys could dig a hole down. Especially because it's been established that they can. Yeah. That... We've seen them destroy rock pillars. You yeah. Know? They, this is a case of they have their big dinosaur privilege and they don't want to use it when it counts. But it just makes me laugh that he's just like, oh, God, they're all dead. That's so horrible. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Wow. Wow. They're all bad. <laughs> was... They're all bad in this movie, except for Sarah. <laughs> well, okay, this movie. This movie, Sarah's, Sarah is the reasonable one. <laughs> We see the next morning and Baby Steps singing about how if he could go back, he would do everything he could to have done and taken responsibility and not caused a genocide. After the song, <laughs> we cut to the tiny dinos underground and very much not dead as <sighs> Big Daddy <laughs> leads them down a cave path. The others are like, but this will take us away from Sarah and the others. And... <laughs> Big Daddy is like, that's the idea. 
and he slowly walks off with the others giving sad and concerned looks to one another. The scene cuts to Baby Gang pouting, and Baby Steps comes in all, Are you guys mad at me? And they growl at him. And Baby Steps is like, Why are you mad at me? I get why the adults and the tiny dinos are, but why are you mad at me? And then they're like, You fucked up the sweet treat. You made friends with the tiny dinos and then turned the adults against them. And then they got all buried by rocks and fag ate my food. And Baby Steps is like, Okay, fair, except that last one. And the others are like, we don't care, we're still angry. And Baby Steps walks off and pouts. The scene changes to Sarah as she approaches Tria, and the two complain about Topsy and how mean he was to the tiny dinos. Sarah has a mature moment and is like, I think, I think that because my dad wants to take you to the sex lake and do some... <laughs> so, <laughs> And to do so, he needed to butter you up with sweet tree flowers, and the tiny dinos ate them. So he feels like they cock-blocked him by denying him the ability to give you the first sweet tree flower. So his only option after that was violence, because he's horny. And Tria is like, that makes sense. It's still fucked up. Get it? Because he's horny. Yeah, uh, the, but goddamn. The scene cuts to the tiny dinos as they exit the cave and find themselves in the mysterious beyond, where all the predators are. And... <sighs> Big Daddy <laughs> is like, At least we don't have to worry about the big ones coming after us. And right on cue, two sharp teeth come out of the rocks and chase the tiny dinos into the cave. The tiny dinos escape, but just barely. The scene cuts back to Sarah, who goes to the rest of the baby gang, who are so who are sobbing over chasing baby steps away. Which, come on, y'all, y- you were justified in being angry. Yeah, they were fine in being air, but it, it's it, it's it, a weird thing. Especially because, like, 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 as soon as he walks away, pretty much, they're all. We were so mad. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. We were mad, ah, and that's when. And yep. it's like you. God damn, attention span of walnut brains. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) god damn. I don't care how densely packed those neurons are. They got walnut brains. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, so they're sobbing over chasing baby steps away. Sarah is like, I just apologize and made peace. I've got some, this is when she says, just apologize and make peace. I've had some character growth this movie and it hasn't killed me. (laughs) But you know what is hard? Sharp teeth. And they found their way into the Great Valley from the tiny dino cave, and they wreak havoc trying to eat the baby gang. We get a pretty decent fight scene, which the design issues of the sharp teeth aside, it wasn't the worst scene in the movie. No, like the no. fight scene was actually pretty decent yeah. overall. There, I mean, I'll talk about the stupid part of it, but <laughs> Tria shows up to try and fight off the sharp teeth. Topsy shows up and does the "I'm the man, I will protect." And Tria swoons over him. The tiny dinos show up to help fight as well. And even... (sighs) Big Daddy (laughs) leads the charge of his people against the sharp teeth. Which I just... How the fuck did those little long necks climb up those sharp teeth? Just how? They're not climbers. They can't grip. Some of those, some of those creatures are even. Some of the little fuckers are even hanging upside down yeah. on the sharp teeth. Yeah, just 
they no. should be biting them. They could but be not. they could be going after their feet, sure. They could even I mean they could even be jumping and like hitting them and then landing mm-hmm. and jumping up and hitting them, but like hanging on to them yeah. with their non-existent grippy hands. Yeah. <laughs> like they don't they the way that they draw their hands, they can't grip. No. They they can't. It's anatomically impossible. <sighs> Anyways, Topsy protects all the tiny dinos, and as the sharp teeth are circling the gang, the rest of the herd comes in to chase them off. The adults plug the hole and pat themselves on the back. Topsy and, uh... (sighs) Big Daddy have a reconciling and admit that they were both wrong and thank each other for what they did. And now that the cave is plugged up, the tiny dinos have no option but to stay in the valley now. Every conflict is resolved. Topsy is going to get some three-horn sex, and everyone laughs and laughs at how stupid the movie is. The end. We also have the uh, bigger dinosaurs using their privilege to get tree sweets for the little dinosaurs at the end of the nibbling day scene. That's right. They basically show, like, they basically cut... I don't know how often this tree blooms. I want to say it's got... It's probably once a year. Yeah. Because a lot of trees are like that. Yeah. Uh, So... It basically cuts to the next year. Yeah. And it's like, we've been in the valley, this whole, everything's been peaceful and great this whole year. And now that the sweet treats are here, you know, we'll share them with our new little friends. Yeah. And, I mean, granted, they like learned the errors of their way, but they did it in the most not admitting fault kind yeah. of way. Yeah. Like, because when, when ugh, Big Daddy and Topsy have their they're reconciling it's basically you saved my daughter you saved my daughter and they thank each other for that yeah it's never a hey sorry about trying to eliminate yeah. your entire species yeah. <laughs> that's that is where <laughs> honestly like between littlefoot and between that scene that is where i'm like this whole movie's a write-off because yeah. there's no actual payoff <laughs> There's, of apologizing for what they did and the terror yeah. that they wrought on these. There's no actual. I was wrong. I'm sorry. There was no. There was no like. Yeah. There was no like. You know. I'm sorry that we did this. This valley is big enough for all of us. Yeah. Because Big Daddy did jack and shit wrong. Like really. Because the yeah, tree really. sweets fell. They don't know that there's this nibbling day thing. They're just like, holy shit, They're just sweet. Like, sweet. we finally get something high value. And what makes me laugh about that, too, is the fact that they're saying that all of these little guys ate all of the petals. Yeah. When apparently these flowers are supposed to be a treat for every dinosaur in the valley. Yeah. I'm just like, they should have been so full they couldn't have run away. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it really, it's it's such a shitty It's a dumb movie. Narrative. It's, it's a sh- it's, it's a dumb movie. It, it sucks too because it has the, you know, it's it's kept up with some of the same things in that it has great art. Yes, the art is great. Aside yeah. for some stupid character designs, it's and got the really bad uh, PlayStation Two graphics of the crowd scene at the very end. Oh my god, Kay, that was so bad. Kay pointed it out that there was a part where they like didn't even animate some of the dinosaurs. They just had like these stock plastic dino looking yeah. 3D models they and they just so bad they just copied and pasted a whole bunch so that they filled in the background you know uh. and then as it got further towards the foreground they were better quality to distract from it ish well ish <laughs> but yeah it made me it does make me think of like how when if you do like art and drawing like you know of mm. course like if you have a crowd scene the further mm. back in the crowd the less detail it is yeah but 
if it hadn't have been for the front ones looking like they were from a PlayStation 2 game or a PlayStation game from the early days, I could hand wave it, but like they were shitty CG and like yeah. standing like they weren't quite T posing. But they should have been. <laughs> they were eye posing. Yeah, they were eye posing. <laughs> they were just they were just standing up straight and just... with their eyes at this dead eyed expression, and it's like, my oh, you god, could, you could make out eyes. They were so far in the back. I was. Like, oh no, I'm... I'm talking about the ones oh, near the front, front. That, gotcha. that just looked like they were t posing. It was ridiculous, and I I just the message in this one makes me so mad because it's so poorly done and like you could do this message and have it be a you could do this message if you took your time with it and if you actually did a real reconciliation at the end Mm -hmm. and had Littlefoot actually apologize to everybody and be like I am so sorry I did this because his apology wasn't really the way that he apologized and the way that he kind of expected his friends to be okay with shit, I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, Littlefoot, no. You're you're gonna have to do some work. Yeah. (laughs) You have to do some work for what you did. You almost got an entire species killed. And they have a line in there later with uh, Littlefoot being like, hey, I have grown! And his G-Paw is like, you grew the moment you told the truth to everyone. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. He should have told the truth right away, you little fucker. Uh... Or, uh, like, at the very least, don't blame a smaller species that's a marginalized species on... He was punching down. <laughs> he was punching down, and it makes me so angry because shit like that gets people killed. Yeah. Shit like that has real-world connotations, real-world wor- uh consequences and and it's like to to the movie like they were showing that what he did was wrong yeah but they didn't i mean there's no payoff there's no real payoff for it so it doesn't really teach that lesson in a tangible way it just it basically it out it basically just boils down to this movie was bad you can skip it yeah skip this one you don't need to watch it we watched it for you other ones are bad too and you can skip those too but uh if you're if you're like no i'm gonna marathon this with you Kay and warren you can skip this one. yeah skip this one trust me it's okay skip it enough of us uh uh hating on this one there's another one for me to hate on so what is next week's episode so next week's episode is one that i really want to like I really want to like it because it had my favorite dinosaur at the time. This was released in 2006. It had one of my favorite dinosaurs at the time in it. But there are some issues. So, Oh, okay. So it's when you graduated high school? Yes, when I graduated high school and was getting ready to take a paleontology course. And uh, this one... Um, it's a first for this series, and we'll get into it when we talk about it. This next one is going to be The Land Before Time 12, The Great Day of the Flyers. Huh. Yes. Okay. Yes. We had a flyer-centric one previously. Uh, I'm okay with another flyer-centric one. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Now that I'm thinking about the 
other one, it was very much about flyer supremacy. We yeah. will reclaim our greatness. And now it's the great <laughs> and day. And touchy of the, uncle. And touchy uncle. Uh, but, and then it's this one's great day of the flyer. So it's like they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna. It's the oh god, it's the Third Reich. But flyers. Jesus. It always comes back to Nazis with me. Fucking Nazis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, the no Nazis in this one. No, okay. and in fact, no touchy, touchy uncles. No touchy uncles. Okay. No touchy uncles. Um, very little problematic stuff in this one, from what I can remember. Because this one, the only reason that I didn't like this one is because I didn't like the design that they did for one of my favorite dinosaurs that exists. But then I saw thirteen and went, they did a pretty damn good job. <laughs> See. You just needed perspective. <laughs> I just needed perspective, and you know what? Yeah, I'm I'm okay with how they uh, how they uh, did this character. That's fine. You know, in hindsight, this turd's less smelly than exactly, I exactly. In hindsight, I'm okay with the broken glass being shoved down my throat. At least it wasn't up my ass. <laughs> anyway. Ah. <laughs> 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 I love you. It sounds like something I, I would say, but you, you win it for it. I love it. Uh, I these movies, rewatching them, has given me a whole new appreciation for every bit of mediocre stuff that I've seen. <laughs> yeah, there's that little party that's like, well, at least it's not this. Yeah, and this like, may be bad, but at least it's not that. Like I said, with with this. Land Before Time 11, that's one of the two that, as you were upset about some of the stuff in the other movies, I was like, don't worry, it gets worse. <laughs> there, you had part of your worse. I did have so, my worse. next one, Land Before Time 12, The Great Day of the Flyers. This one is decent-ish. Well, thank you, wonderful listeners, thank for you so much. sticking with us on what is probably gonna be the worst episode of this series maybe we'll have to we'll have to see k's doing the the balancing scales gesture so uh so far uh this is the worst one of the ones we've watched hands down yes uh had some funny one-liners had some some cute moments but overall bad lesson bad everything overall skip it so thank you so much for sticking with us on this one. If you would like to reach out to Kay and myself, you can do so at our home base, which is ToneDeafMusical.com. There we have links to all of our social medias, our Twitters, our Facebooks, our Instagrams, as well as a link to the Cast Junkie Discord server, where we have our own Not Safe Work channel. Please feel free to drop in, say hi, talk about whatever, and have a good time. If you want to help out the show... You can do that by going to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. I hear Podchaser is a really awesome uh, website out there. And what you can do is you can mark up five stars and put a little review there. Say, my favorite dinosaur is blah, blah, blah. Or, you know what? You're a thousand percent right about the land before time 11. And you are smart and amazing and brilliant and sexy. And we love you too. Um, <laughs> uh, a disclaimer, if someone calls my wife sexy, uh, uh, I will agree with you, but then I will also find you <laughs> and See, not I was using the sexy for you, but... <laughs> 
But um, you can you can leave us a review. That really helps us out with being on the charts, with uh, getting more of a reach. Um, if you want to go above and beyond, you can do that by going to our Patreon, which is Tone Deaf Musical, and uh, join one of the m- tiers that we have on there. You can get bonus episodes. You can get your name read on the show. You can have us read you a special birthday message. Uh all of that, it just really helps out the show. Everything goes back into the show. Um, if you want to get a more tangible way of showing your love, you can go to our Tee Public store where we have masks and t-shirts and we've got all sorts of trippy Jello Cat stuff because the Jello Cat will rule us all one day. Anyway, thank you again so much for sticking with us on this episode. We got a little angry, got a little heated, but that'll be it for this week. I'm Kay. I'm Warren. And this has been Tone Deaf. Eleven's done.